This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Go to Psalms 34 and John chapter 10. You know, the Lord has been having me on the goodness of God for quite some time now, and He's wanting us to just elevate our faith in His goodness. You know, in Exodus 33, verses 18 and 19, when Moses called out to see the glory of God, remember what God told him? He says, Moses, I will show you my goodness. I'll make my goodness pass before you. And, and it was God's goodness that revealed the Ten Commandments. It was His goodness that revealed manna from heaven. It was His goodness that was a cloud by day and a fire by night. It was His goodness. And God wants to reveal His goodness to you and I. Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's His goodness. Say goodness. goodness. Now the word good, when you look in the Hebrew and the Greek and you combine them, the word good means beneficial. It means rich. It means well. It means honest. It means honorable. Uh, it means complete. I mean, the list goes on and on. When God says that He wants to show us His goodness, He's wanting to show us His complete character and nature. Amen. Say, He's good. He's good. And He's good to me. Psalms 27, verse 13 and 14. It's not on your sheets there, but you can write it down if you want. Psalms 27, 13 and 14. It says, What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Amen. Then he goes on and he says, Now I want you to expect, and I want you to hope, I want you to be courageous, and I want your heart to be stout, trusting in the Lord. So it's a daily decision that I'm going to believe to see the goodness of God in our families and our marriages and our businesses and everything that we're called to. What would have become of each and every one of us if we would have stopped believing to see the goodness of God in the land of the living? The land of the living is not heaven. The land of the living is here and now. The land of the living is in our sphere of influence that God wants to reveal His goodness in our life. Psalms 34 verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Say, He's good. He's Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Blessed is the man or woman who trusts in Him. What is, what is the word blessed? I mean, it's not just something that, you know, we, we hear it when people sneeze. Oh, bless you, you know. And we kind of water down the meaning of, of blessed. But blessed is so much more than that. Blessed is meaning that there's an impartation that takes you beyond where you're at. Blessed means that God's super comes upon your natural. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Blessed means empowered to succeed. Blessed means that I'm empowered by God. There's, there's something supernatural that takes place in our life that now we're infused with the DNA of God. So when we say God is wanting to bless us, He says blessed is the man that trusts in God. He's saying there's an empowerment when we truly trust in God. We're not talking playing church. We're not talking just being religious or going through the motions. He says there's an empowerment that's going to take you beyond where you're at right now when you trust in God. You don't have to raise your hand, but do I have people in here that are willing to trust God? Willing to trust Him with our finances, our physical bodies, our marriages, our families, our businesses? Am I truly willing to trust God? Not just say it with my mouth, but do it with my life. He says, well, then there's an impartation that takes place if that's the case. Let's keep going. Verse 9, he says, Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There's no want to those who fear Him. There's, there's no want to those who fear Him. How much want? No, no want. So this lets me know, okay, that this is where we're headed. 
Right? If, if I keep trusting God and I keep respecting and honoring God, that's what that word fear means. I keep reverencing the things of God. I'm headed to the place that there's no want. There's no want of wisdom. There's no want of finances. There's no want of physical restoration. There's no want. Say no want. No want. And he goes on to say, the young lions lack food and suffer hunger, but those who play church shall not lack any good thing. No, that's not what he says. He says, those who, those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Who, who, who qualifies for this? Those who seek the Lord. The word seek means to pursue. It means to dig it out. It means to search it. It means to crave it. It means to demand. It means to worship. Am I seeking the Lord? He says, well, you shall not lack any good thing. Any what thing? Good thing. Good thing. God is good. And that's not just a cliche, it's who He is. God is good. Let's keep going. And it says, But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it'll be given. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open. It is time for you and I to make sure we're asking. James 4, 2 says, You have not because you ask not. How big or how little is your ask right now? When it comes to your family, when it comes to your church, when it comes to your ministry, when it comes to your business, how little or how big is your ask? Because we're not going to intimidate God by our asking. We're not going to back Him down like, well, that's a big one right there. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Jesus, what do you think? Well, I don't know. That didn't call me by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, ask, and what will happen? Seek, and what? See, see that's, a, that's a spiritual principle that whatever we're seeking, we'll find it. Whether good or whether bad. Before I gave my life to the Lord, it didn't matter what town I went to. When I sought bad, guess what I found? No matter where I went. You ever heard that? Well, I'm just, I'm just, that person's going, they're just looking to get in trouble. Guess what they're going to find? Trouble. But when I gave my life to the Lord and I started seeking good, you know what? No matter where I go, guess what I get to find? Yes. Seek and you'll find. Are you finding the good in the people or the bad in people? Are you finding the good in the situation or the bad in the situation? What are you seeking? What do you get up seeking? Are you seeking good? You're going to find good. You're going to find God. Yes. Yes. But are you seeking bad? Are you seeking the negative? Are you seeking what you don't have? Are you complaining? Are you griping? Are you... You know, the first church of the sour lemon puss suckers, you know? Are you, are you seeking good? Are you seeking God? What I mean by that, because we go to a lot of different churches and sometimes you think you're going to a funeral instead of going to church. And that's not, you know, <laughs> that's not the way it's supposed to be at all anyway, right? It, the Bible says the humble, when we hear God's word, it's going to make us glad. Why is it going to make us glad? Because it brings hope. It brings faith. It brings life. It, it lifts us from where we're at. We know we don't have to stay where we're at, that life's going to get better no matter what we're going through because God's good and he's only good and all he does is good. Say he's good. He's good. He's good. Say he's good. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, Without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Notice that phrase, it's impossible to please God without what? Without faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. What pleases God? Faith. 
Faith pleases God. Not, not just, you know, you can pray and not please God. What? That's why it's not okay just to have ever Tom, Dick, and Harry pray for you. Make sure they're praying the Word. Because the only time it pleases God is whenever we pray in faith. You know, you can, you can write a gazillion dollar check. And you know what? God's not going to say, boy, that, I mean, that is impressive right there. I mean, that right there, that impresses me. What impresses God? Faith. What pleases God? What moves God? How do we come into the kingdom? Faith. It says we're dealt the measure of faith. It says when Jesus comes back, He's looking for faith. First Peter says He's going to praise our faith. Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus says, I haven't seen this great a faith in all the country besides this man who understood authority that said, you don't have to come to my house, you just speak the word only. And what did he say? Man, I'm impressed by that guy's faith. He says, without faith, it is impossible. The same word impossible is the same word impossible. It says it's impossible for God to lie. In other words, it's not going to happen. So when you come into this place, I want you to come in here expecting to hear God. I want you to come in here. These, these, these are equipping meetings. I'm believing, God, that you're going to have revelation and wisdom and insight, that we're not just gathering together just to pass the time, but we're hearing the voice of God. We're lifting our vision. We're lifting our thinking. We're coming in expecting the power of God to move in our life. He says, without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. But those who come to God must, must this is a requirement. Must believe that He is. Now, we don't have much trouble with that most of the time in church, right? We, we, people believe that He is, but He says also believe that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Most people believe that He is, but do you believe that He's a rewarder? Rewarder, a reward is good, not bad. Right? A reward is good. It's good when you seek God and you experience His presence. It's good when you seek God and experience His healing. It's good when you seek God and you come out with wisdom and a strategy. It's good when you seek God and you have the next step. It's good when you seek God and your bills are paid. It's good. It's good to know God. He's good and only good. It's not good whenever we live a whole life defeated. That's not good. Sickness is not good. Poverty is not good. Divorce is not good. Lack is not good. Destruction is not good. Tornadoes are not good. Hurricanes are not good. God is not needing other little babies in His choir. That's not good when preachers tell people that they just don't understand why the kid died or they don't understand why the hurricane went in and killed all these people, but God works in mysterious ways. That's a lie and it's not true. God doesn't need another little baby in the choir. God didn't destroy, kill. We have a thief, and his name is Satan, and he kills, he steals, he destroys, and he is the father of lies. He is a liar, he is a loser, and he's a defeated one. Yes. Amen? That's who he is. He's defeated. God is good. He's good and only good. There's no bad... And the thing is that in, in most churches, people will say, God is good. But then a few minutes later, they'll tell you about how God did something bad to teach them a lesson. God can't be good and bad at the same time. Good comes from good, and God is good, and bad comes from bad. So, you, you know... God didn't even, He didn't even make the devil. 
He created an anointed cherub who was the worship leader. Then the angel, the Bible says that he exalted himself above the Most High God and iniquity was found in his heart. The devil made the devil bad. God did not create bad. God cannot create bad. God did not make man bad. Man made man bad. We're made in the image and likeness of God, and what God made was good. In the very beginning, the original format, when God made man, it was good. When God made the earth, it was good. When God made anything, it was good. God did not make the devil the devil. God did not make man bad. God made man good. And man made man bad. God is good and He's only good. God did not create distortion. He did not create the curse. He did not, that, that did not come from God. It was a result of man's choice upon the earth. I can hear your wheels turning. And what about, and what about, and what about, and what about... God didn't create babies deformed. He's good and He's only good. That's a result of the curse. It's a result of the fall. God is good and only good. Period. Now I'm pausing because I hear all the questions going off in your heart. And every one of us could get up here and say, well, what about, and what about, and what about, and what about? Let me ask you this. Do you think there are things that you don't understand in God's Word? I know there's things I don't understand. But one thing that will set us free is when we draw a line and we quit trying to figure out everything and we go back to God's character and nature and we do know this, that God is good and He's only good and bad can't come from good. God is good. So it, it'll just eliminate, it'll eliminate a lot of confusion instead of us trying to figure it out. And I mean, you've got to, go, it's so simple that a three-year-old, we can understand this as young babies, God is good, the devil's bad. Right? right? But then we've got to go to, to college to get confused about the goodness of God. Instead of just keeping it simple, God is good, He's only good, good can only come from God. Bad is of the devil, and bad only comes from Him. God is good, and He's only good. Go with me to John chapter 10. I can tell you're really enjoying this. I just want to I just want to uh, read a, a few scriptures here where you're looking over there. Ezra chapter 8 verse 22, it says, The hand of our God is upon all them for good who seek Him. Once again, I've got to ask, does this, do I qualify? Am I seeking God? Well, then I can receive the hand of God upon my life for good. Not bad, but for good. Say for good. So are you seeking God? Answer me. I want you to engage. I want you to think, are you a seeker of God? Now, we're all at different places, but are you at least in the process? You at least got the car in drive, and you're putting at least a little, I mean, you just put it in drive nowadays at least. I mean, it'll go a little bit, right? Are you at least in drive? <laughs> 
He says, okay, those who seek God, His hand is upon your life for good. We should start expecting to see the goodness of God, the wellness of God, the power of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God. There's an impartation. Remember, we're trusting God. We're seeking God. So there's an impartation taking place in our life right now for good, not bad. Say, for good. good. Psalms 119, verse 68, it says, You are good and do good. You are good and do good. You are good and do good, say for me. Then he says, teach me your statutes. In other words, teach me about your goodness. God, you're good and you're only good and I'm expecting to see your goodness. I'm expecting it in my family, in my marriage, in my businesses, in my calling. God, your goodness. Why? Because God has other people on his mind and it's his goodness that leads people to repentance. God is good and only good. Why? Because He wants to reach people with His goodness. Not condemnation, not shame, not looking down our nose at them like we're holier than thou. No, His goodness. I'm just seeing His goodness in our life. You know it's good to smile. Everybody do that. Oh, that's good, right? It's good not to be a sourpuss. It's good not to throw your sucker in the dirt. It's good. It is good to be free and to forgive and release and not be full of bitterness and mean and angry. It's good. Say it's good. Good. God is good. And He's doing good stuff in us. Look at your neighbor and say, about time. <laughs> John chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, and to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. Say, I hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Say, he knows me by name. And when, it bring, when, when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Say, they know his voice. They know his voice. Say, I know his voice. I know his voice. So what, when, during this time, the shepherd, now, now notice this. Now, cowboys, y'all just keep your shield down right here. Jesus is not the good cowboy. He's a shepherd. He doesn't get behind the people and drive. Like cowboys drive the cattle, right? He doesn't refer to himself as, I'm the good cowboy. Now, he's the best cowboy we've ever seen, but when he handles people, he's not driving us anywhere. He's leading us. He's a shepherd, and he's leading us. And so what they would do is these sheep would all be together, and these different herdsmen would have all their sheep, but whenever the shepherd came in, he'd say, Fluffy! <laughs> Fluffy's head would come up. <laughs> And he would come right on out to the shepherd. Why? Because he knew the shepherd's voice. Yeah. He, he heard him singing over him. He knew that he would protect him. He, he, he knew his voice. And Jesus said, this is the way when I call you, you know my voice. Yeah. Well, bless God, I don't feel like I know his voice. I just, I don't feel like it. I, I just don't feel like I hear God. I just don't feel like it. Jesus, I don't feel like it. And we don't feel, and we don't feel, and we don't feel, and we talk ourselves out of hearing the voice of God. Don't allow your own words to hinder your ability to hear the voice of God. Jesus, now I love you, but I'm going to pick Jesus over what you say. Jesus says, you know His voice. 
So I want to encourage you to start declaring, I hear God's voice. Say that with me. I hear God's voice. Think about that. He knows your name. And when the shepherd calls your voice, what should we do? Yes, sir. Here I am. I know his voice. You walk around your house, I know, I know your voice. I hear the voice of the good shepherd, and the good shepherd is leading me to good places, and the good shepherd is leading me to good business deals, and the good shepherd is leading me to good relationships, and the good shepherd is leading me to a good attitude, and the good shepherd is only leading me good because that's the only place he knows how to get to is good. But you know sheep are dumb. In the natural, sheep need a shepherd. Because a sheep, he'll wander off. A sheep will get his head caught in the fence. Bah, bah, right? Sheep stink. I mean, have you ever showed sheep before? I mean, a little kid having to wash them and you get that gook underneath. I mean, just, ooh. And I was thinking, why would anybody be a shepherd? But God is faithful to love us in our stink. You know it? He loves us even when we're the one that has our head caught in the bushes. Bah, bah. Say, I know his voice. I know his voice. When you're going over your books, I want you to say, your book's your business. I know his voice. I hear his voice. When you're praying and studying, I know his voice. When you're praying about your family, I hear your voice. Father, I declare I hear your voice. And your feelings will say, no, you don't. You don't hear anything. See, we want our spirit man to get to the place where it dominates our feelings. Where our feelings don't talk us out of what God has promised us. Or our flesh doesn't talk us out of what, what the Spirit of God is saying. Now, when we first get born again, our spirit man is alive, but our spirit man, is, 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 he needs to grow up. The real us needs to grow up, right? We don't want to be 50, 60, 70 year old, and we're still in diapers coming to church, right? Goo goo ga ga, but we've been going to church for 50 years. No, we want to, we want to grow up, right? Because in the beginning, your spirit man will start talking to you. Uh, don't do that. And your flesh says, shut up. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to drink it. I want to smoke it. I want to snort it. I want to watch that. I want to watch it. And your spirit is saying, no, no. Your flesh says, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as you keep strengthening your spirit, man, what happens is your spirit, man, gets stronger than your flesh. And so now your flesh goes, I want that. And your spirit, man, says, shut up. You don't control me. <laughs> Maybe your spirit, man, don't talk like that, but you get the point, right? Like, <laughs> now he's bigger than your flesh. Your flesh says, watch that. You say, I'll be quiet. You watch that. Yeah. See, that's what we want to, we want to flip roles here where our spirit man dominates our flesh. And the only way to do that is to come receiving by faith, hearing the word by faith, being doers of God's word. When we do God's word, he says we're blessed in our doings, we're empowered to prosper. There's an impartation that takes place to take us from where we're at to where God wants us to be. And that's what the good shepherd is doing is he's leading us from where we're at to a good place. He's good. Say he's good. good. Keep going. Verse 5. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of a stranger. Say, I, I don't hear the voice of a stranger. I hear the voice of God. Very important that you don't override your, your heart. Very important. I'm not saying your flesh, when you come to church, you listen for the Spirit of God in here. That's why I don't want you to take my opinion. I don't want you to take my word. And I'm not going to take your opinion without God's word backing it up. That's right. 
Right? Listen to your heart. You go somewhere and they start prophesying over you or something like that. You listen for the voice of a good shepherd. Just because they say, I'm prophetess or prophet so-and-so, don't you take that in unless you hear the voice of a good shepherd saying, yep, that's right, that's right. But if it's strange to you, it's not the voice of a good shepherd. I have people wanting me to read books all the time. Oh, you should read this book. You should read that book. Oh, this book. And sometimes, boy, it's like, mm, I, I don't know where you're at, but that just doesn't settle for me. Just this week, I was telling Heather, you know, that tried to get me to read a book, this author, years ago. Now the guy don't even serve the Lord anymore. But it never would bear witness with me years ago when they was trying to get me to read this book. Why? Because I know the voice yes. of a good shepherd. Yes. And the voice of a stranger, we do not follow. So I don't follow the voice of a stranger. Let's keep going. Verse 9, skip down to verse 9. I am the door and anyone who enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. When Jesus comes, what does he do? Bring life and life more abundantly. Is that good? When the good shepherd speaks, is it good? When the good shepherd leads, is it good? When, the, when Jesus shows up, what's he, is he coming to bring good life or bad life? Good. It says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But when Jesus shows up in the Amplified, it says, I come to bring you life to the full till it overflows in abundance. He's good. Say he's good. good. See, we've got to settle some things that God is good and he's only good. He's not putting sickness. He's not behind disease. He's not behind destruction. Even insurance companies, the act of God, it's not an act of God. God is good and he's only good. Period. He's good. Say he's good. good. Good can only come from good. And you seek good, you're going to find God. And you seek God and you're going to find good. He's good. He's good. He's good, and He wants to show His goodness to us. He's good. I wouldn't let somebody talk about my earthly father like he was a killer. We shouldn't let people talk about our heavenly father like he's a killer. Because he's not. He's good. Say he's good. I'm not saying be a bonehead about it and go around picking fights. You know, but when people think of you, they should know. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't talk to that guy about God putting that sickness and disease on you to teach you something to that guy because uh, he loves you, but he ain't gonna agree with you. He's good. Say he's good. He's good. God is good. Go with me to Psalms uh, twenty-nine. Hold your place. Let's keep reading here. Verse eleven. I don't want to jump ahead here. Verse eleven says, "I am the good shepherd." Say he's good. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them, and the hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Jesus is not scattering sheep. Jesus is not herding sheep. Jesus is not mowing down sheep. Jesus is a good shepherd, and he's doing good things for his good sheep. Say he's good. Verse 14, just in case you didn't get it. I am the good shepherd. Is he a good shepherd or bad shepherd? He's a good shepherd. And I know my sheep and am known by my own. Say, I know the good shepherd. Verse 15 and 16. 
Verse 15, as the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. He's actually talking about us right there. He's talking about non-Jewish sheep, which is us. That's us. He says, I need to bring them into the fold, and I must bring them in, and they will hear my voice. Say, I hear his voice. I hear his voice. Now pause for a moment. Think if every single one of us in here started increasing our faith and our ability that we hear the voice of God. You know, we hear the voice of God and we're led by the Good Shepherd more than we realize. Even whenever we don't realize it a lot of times, the Good Shepherd is trying to lead us into a good pasture. He's trying to lead us into good relationships. He's trying to lead us into good business deals. He's trying to lead us into good because God is good and He's only good and all He does is good and His plan is good. He's good. Say He's good. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Say, that's me. I know His voice and I follow Him. Jeremiah 29, verse 10 and 11, He says, I will visit you and perform my good word, my, my bad word? No, my, my good word towards you because you cause you to return to this place for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. In the Amplified, it talks about I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, declares. Does God have a good plan for your life or a bad plan? Now, do you truly believe that? God's plan the whole time for the children of Israel was to take them from bondage through the wilderness to a good land. It is always God's plan to take us from the kingdom of darkness to relationship to a good life. Because that's all God has for us. The plan of redemption is a good plan. Him delivering us from the power of darkness is a good plan. Him making the devil to nothing was a good move. Him calling us into the kingdom of light is good. The good shepherd calls good sheep to have a good plan because he's good. That's who he is and that's what he does. And every time God speaks, it's to release his goodness. It's not to withhold. See, the devil's a liar. Yes, he is. You go to give your life to God. What's he, what does he try to do? He tries to convince you that your fun is over. He tries to convince you that you'll never experience anything fun ever again. Hugging a toilet is not fun. Amen. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Wrecking your car because you're flipped out is not fun. Running your life is not fun. But the devil convinces us that that is fun. Don't look at me so holy. I know I'm not the only one. Heather and I aren't the only one in that boat right there, right? He's a liar. I... Think about the plan that Satan had for your life before you gave your life to the Lord. Oh, yes. he, his job is to kill, steal, and destroy, Vic. Every day he gets up thinking, how can I kill, steal, and destroy? And I can backtrack and I, I can see, okay, I, I left college, my, my family did a great job, but his plan was, okay, I got over here in the wrong crowd, the drugs, the alcohol, okay, I quit college, okay, now I'm not being led by the good shepherd, but I'm being led by the one who kills, steals, and destroys, and now I get involved in these relationships, the next thing you know, okay, God spares my life because I have praying people that are praying the word, next thing I know, the FBI comes in, busts them with four and a half tons of drugs, but the 
Satan's desire was for me to be there at that time and to have a life sentence in prison like the rest of them. But there was a good shepherd that was calling my name. There's a good shepherd that was calling your name. But it doesn't just happen that one time. There's a continual call. And he's always in front of us and he's calling, Hey, Fluffy! <laughs> and what happens is you, you, don't, you don't get satisfied on the inside. You know there's more. You know there's more. I remember I'd, I'd, at college when I moved from El Paso to Lano, I wasn't satisfied. Went from Lano back to college. I wasn't satisfied. I'd go into school and I'd, I'd, I'd go into the classrooms and get the homework. And I'd go right to the library and I'd shut myself in a cubicle. I had no idea I was called to preach, but I, I couldn't get satisfied with anything else. I tried everything else, the drugs, everything else you can think of, but there was no satisfaction besides the presence of God. Yeah. Why? Because a good shepherd was always trying to get me to a good pasture. He's always trying to lead me to a good place with good relationships with a good plan with good people because he's good and he's only good now will there be giants that you have to deal with in the promised land big hairy fat ones and they're sitting right on your inheritance but you know, just like the children of Israel, God had already went before them and the fear of God was already over the enemy and they were supposed to be bred for the children of Israel. They were already defeated. God just needed the people to keep listening to the good shepherd being led in a good direction to experience a good plan, to go in to the good land to experience God's good will for their life. But they were afraid of the obstacles. They were afraid of the giants. They listened to the lie of the enemy that talked them out of the good plan and the good life that God had. Don't allow the lying devil to talk you out of what God has called and created you to do. Because God is speaking to you and His voice always carries the DNA of good. Carrying you to a good place, a good land, a good inheritance, good relationships, good, better, but see, you've got to be convinced. When the, when the good shepherd speaks, you've got to be convinced that what God has for me is better than what I'm experiencing right now. Because if you aren't convinced that what He has is better, you'll never leave. Remember, He refers to us as sheep. And a lot of times we think our plan is better than God's plan. But when you realize and we realize that whenever God speaks, it's going to be worth it. I don't care what kind of fight I get in with the giants in the promised land. You've got to remember it's worth it to be in this fight. It's worth it to overcome. It's worth it to conquer. It's worth it to win this battle. It's worth it because when I get to the other side of this fight, what's the other side of the giants? The promised land. But you've got to be determined and know it's worth it. It is worth it. Every battle that I've ever faced, when somebody accepts the Lord, it's worth it. Every devil that I've had to fight, it is worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. You've got to know that it is worth it. For God to call your name and say, come on, i got a good plan. And, uh, but you're thinking, oh my gosh, what about the big fat hairy devil that's on my inheritance? He's saying, keep stepping because it's good. It's a good fight and it's a good win. Don't you back down. It's good. What I have on the other side, it's good. It's worth it. Yes. But you've got to settle it in your heart that the fight's going to be worth it. Because if you don't think it's worth it, seek and you'll find. 
If you're seeking quitting, you'll find some quit. Real easy. And the devil will bring it in boatloads. Not just a little spoonful of quit. <laughs> He'll bring a whole back up the you know the beep, beep, beep. He'll just back up a whole dump truck load of quit. Say, here you go, have you some. <laughs> Say that's not in me. We hear the voice of a good shepherd and the voice of a stranger we do not follow. Psalms 23. Doing great. Thank you so much for hanging with me here. Psalms 23, verse 1. And the Lord is my shepherd. What kind of shepherd is He? To feed me, to guide me, shield me. I shall not lack. Verse 2. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. I mean, picture this. You see a, a sheep laying down by the, in the green pasture. What, what, what does that mean when they're laying down, licking their lips? Full, satisfied, clear water. A good shepherd led them to the good pasture to bring satisfaction and led them to the good waters. He's good. Say he's good. Verse 3, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. You know it's good to have a restored soul. Bless the Lord. If you've never had a jacked up soul, <laughs> I mean, you're sitting there and you're just doing mental gymnastics on the inside of you, right? You're sitting here and you know the Good Shepherd's calling your voice and your spirit, man, it just got born again. And so you're feeding it and you're trying to mature it. But then remember, your flesh is over here pulling at you and your soul, you're thinking about the past, but you know you're going to the future and the Good Shepherd's calling you and you're going back and your soul is going like this. <laughs> you know, it's going back and forth on the inside. <laughs> But when you stay in the process, He restores your mind. Yes. He restores your, your soul as your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, instead of your will wanting to do the wrong, now you have a will that wants to do right. Instead of your mind thinking on all the junk that it's thought on for years, now your mind wants to think on the Word of God. And now your emotions follow your will and your mind, and now you're controlling them instead of them controlling you. Why? Because He's restored your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions for His name's sake. You know, when we overcome, He gets glory. When we're in our right mind, He gets glory. When we're full of peace and joy, He gets glory. When we prosper and increase, He gets glory. When we are a blessing to people, He gets glory. It's for His namesake. The Good Shepherd wants to lead us to good pastures and do good things for His namesake. Say, He's good. He's good. And God wants to do good things in us and through us. Say, He's good. He's good. Verse 4, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Have you realized that on the way to something good, sometimes you go through the valley? But go through it. Don't pitch a tent. Don't build a house. Don't go get your new sign. It's where I'm at 103 Valley Road. No, through the valley. Through the valley. Not pop a squat. Not sit there and crochet in the valley. Go through the valley. Yeah. On the way to what? Good. Your good shepherd is leading you to good pasture. He's wanting to do good things. He's wanting to lead you good places. Good relationships. Good, good, good. He's good. He's good. He's good. 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. All this is good. A good shepherd preparing a, a good meal in the presence of your enemies, anointing your head with oil. It's good to think right. It's good to have a mindset of victory. It's good to have a restored life. It is good. Say, it's good. It's good. When He anoints your head with oil, see, what, what is on Him begins to get on you. Now you begin to think the way He thinks because the oil run from the top, from the head, down the garment, down the body, the anointing that's on the head who is Jesus, who thinks victory, who thinks overcoming, who thinks increase who thinks good because that's all he is. Now it starts to get on you. You can be in the worst situation and guess what? You're going to have hope. You're going to have expectation. Why? Because you know the good shepherd is leading you into good pasture and good is on the other side of this battle. It's good and you're not going to be afraid. Why? Because you're close to the good shepherd and if anything tries to take you out, all of a sudden you see this rod. Whop! Protecting you and guiding you and directing you because he's good and he loves you and he calls us by name. Yeah. Verse 6, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Notice this, surely what? Goodness, goodness. goodness. and mercy shall follow me. We get to a place because we're following him, we're following goodness now His goodness gets on us and now goodness begins to follow us. Yes. You go places and good begins to follow you. Why? Because you're seeking good. You're in relationship with good. Good work is doing in you. Now all the things that have been jacked up are getting in alignment in our life and now goodness is following us. Mercy is following us all the days of our life. Everywhere you go, you leave a fragrance of the goodness of God. Instead of sucking the air out of the room because you're the, you know, the bad attitude, negative Ned and whoever else, you know. But now you come in and there's just goodness. Your goodness, people want to be around you. Why? Because you, you know the good one. Yes, and it's good. You think good. You talk good. You act good. You live good. You, you just, just goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our life. Mm -hmm. Say he's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And he's leading me to good places. Let's pray. Father, I just love you so much. And I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for speaking to us. I thank you for calling us by name. And Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you're calling each of us up to the next level. That we don't settle for the pasture we're in. That you lead us, Father, good. What you have is better. It's better. What you have for the marriages in this room is better. What you have for the businesses in this room, it's better. All of our financial status, you have better. Our hearts, you have better. Our love, it's better. Father, everything you have is good, and you're leading us into good places. Father, you're good. You're good. We just worship you for your goodness. Father, thank you for being good to us. Thank you for, for never leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you for always being faithful to us. Thank you for being good. Father, even whenever we weren't good, you, you never changed. You stayed good. 
Your words stayed good. Your presence stayed good. Your character and nature stayed good. Thank you for never wavering or faltering, but always being good. And when you speak to us, it's good. Even when you correct us, it's good. Even when you instruct us, it's good. It's always good. Holy Spirit, right now I ask that you just manifest the heart of our Heavenly Father to each and every person here, that your goodness just overtakes us and overwhelms us. That we look around our house and we see good. We look around our relationships and we see good. We see your goodness. We, we look at our physical body and we see good, Father. Good, your goodness. Right now, I, I, I see the goodness of God realigning blood disorders in the name of Jesus. That blood disease is just swallowed up by the goodness of God. Father, we thank you for your goodness. That there's somebody in this room or somebody watching that you, you feel so much shame. But you need to know that God's goodness wants to pick you up. His goodness wants to lead you to the next stage of life. His goodness wants to restore your heart and your mind and will and emotions. He's good and He wants to show His goodness to you. Now I declare that we hear your voice clearly and accurately and the voice of a stranger we do not follow and that the manifestation of your goodness goes to new levels in our life. And that people see it's your goodness that does it. It's your favor. It's your blessing. It's marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of your goodness in our life. You're good, Father. In Jesus' name, say this with me. God, you're good. And I'm asking you to show me your goodness. That I hear, that I hear your, good your good voice, and I'm led, and I'm led by your good spirit, your good spirit to, do good, to do good, to have good, to, have good, to, be, good, to be good, to express good, to express good in Jesus' name. In Jesus name.